episode 45. Welcome to the Unboxable Podcast. I'm Elena Turley, your host. I founded the Soul Mama Hub, which is a connected community and membership, helping mothers go from burnt out, stressed out, desperately needing a minute for themselves, to relaxed, full of joy, and with the energy to show up as the best mum possible. This is where we rediscover ourselves, find meaning, and nourish our body, mind, and soul. Well, I'm very excited to say that this episode, I had the great privilege of spending some time with the delightful Kerry Howells. She's based in Tasmania in Australia, and her life's work is that she is a researcher on gratitude and the impacts of gratitude. Thank you very much for having me on your podcast, Elena. Uh, so my name is Kerry Howells and I've written a book called um, Untangling You, How Can I Be Grateful When I Feel So Resentful? That's my latest thing that I've been doing. And this is a culmination of 25 years of research on gratitude. So I've been an academic researching the topic of gratitude. So that means I'm a real nerd <laughs> and I'm still doing research on that area, but I'm much more interested in <clears throat> translating the the research into everyday practical strategies, which is why I really love the opportunity to speak on programs like this so that I can really help people see the relevance of gratitude in ways that are really accessible and sustainable for them. So that's my passion in life. Um, it's probably my only passion in life, so <laughs> I'm a bit boring, but I do really interesting things. Like um, I've just been invited to go to Estonia in, in June as a visiting scholar to bring my work um, to the university and many different audiences. That's amazing. There. I've spoken to Olympic athletes and done a pr big project with them. Wow. I work with end-of-life care oncologists um, for the role of gratitude in enhancing end-of-life palliative care I've, I've spoken on gratitude in all different levels of education around the world. How incredible. So I've, I live a, I've lived a really rich one-dimensional life. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my daughter, who's kind of suffered from this, she's 30, nearly, she's 32 now, and she yeah. says, oh, yeah, the G word. Don't forget the G word, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. What an amazing thing that you do. I love to talk about actionable wisdom or accessible wisdom. That's one of the things that I think is really key for us in this particular time that we are living. And that's exactly what you do. So I'm so excited to have you here, Kerry. Thank you. Yes. Can you yeah, tell me a bit really more? important. Yeah, so it is. And can you tell me a little more about the book? Yes. So the book is called Untangling You. How Can I Be Grateful When I Feel So Resentful? So I wrote a book another book called Gratitude and Education, A Radical View, which was my 10-year baby and it was written at a time when gratitude was not hip. I was considered a real white witch amongst my <laughs> academic colleagues. A lot of them would get up in meetings and move to another table so they didn't want to be affiliated <laughs> with me. But now all of a sudden I am hip and um, gratitude is really taking off around the world. But I come to it as a philosopher, not a psychologist. 
So your emphasis on the ethical living really resonates with how gratitude can really fit into that. So my, my question is how you problematize gratitude in various challenging contexts. And out of that, most of the, the most difficult context is how you practice gratitude in difficult relationships or with negative people in your life. And so this question, because then I started to answer that by positioning gratitude in the op with the opposite of gratitude, the shadow side of gratitude is resentment. So where you have resentment, you can't have gratitude. And where you have gratitude, you can't have resentment because wow. each state cancels each other out. Isn't that cool? They're mutually exclusive. <laughs> They're that's mutually exclusive. Brilliant. You know, I've never thought about that. And that's yeah. so true. It's so true. Yeah, so that's brilliant. That, so at the end of every presentation, no matter where I am around the world, no matter what context, people ask me, how can I be grateful when I feel so resentful? And wow. often, often that's that's with a lot of tears in their eyes. And yeah. it, the question has always really moved me because yes. it means the person who's asking it is not waiting around for the other person to do the work, which is how resentment would make us feel like they're the ones who've hurt me. So they have to be the ones that come and apologise and do something different. So it's a humble question and with the, the humility of that question, I was motivated to write this book to answer that that specific question. How Incredible. can I be grateful when I feel so resentful? That is so beautiful and it's funny that you mentioned this because I've had a few conversations this week in other episodes I've been recording with other people and also just with friends about that strange kind of cliched thing where something terrible happens in your life and it completely changes you. And then later on, you're grateful for it because it makes you who you are today. Yes. And that's the other side. That's when that's, you come through that question, right? That, yes. And it's a really, really astute observation because in my previous book, I've written a whole book called through the door through a whole chapter called through the doors of adversity and a lot of people ask I'm sorry if I go off on different tangents please do the way I, do. I, I think through this me too um, so so um that that chapter is just welcoming us to really value our adversity because it's what makes us stronger and there's so many kind of cliched statements around that yes but even even if we have a difficult situation and we learn from it Gratitude at the other end is is a really like a healing balm. It's like it's like it's so if we if we can be consciously grateful for it and go oh thank you, that's like embedding it as that practical wisdom. Whereas yes. if we just leave it kind of going oh yeah I had to go through that without then being grateful to it, we it's it doesn't have that kind of completion. So gratitude is a really lovely way of completing the lesson that we've learned from the adversity. Mm. Um, but also, like a lot of people say to me, is gratitude innate? Is it something we learn? And more pe are people, some people born more grateful than others. Yeah. And I, I say that my, like, I don't think there's much research around answering that question, but anecdotally for me, yeah. from my research, the people who are the most grateful are the ones who've been through a lot of adversity. Yes. They're the ones who live gratitude. The refugee students in my classes, my mature age students who've really wanted to be a teacher for all their lives and now yes. 
after having five kids, they come into the university and they're just so alive and so grateful for the opportunity. So not taking anything for granted yes. seems to go really hand in hand with gratitude, doesn't it? Yeah, I would say that's right in my experience as well. And it's fascinating really what you're talking about because I think the part of it that's the part of it that I felt was the most challenging of that process, like it's all very well to look back, you know, through nostalgic eyes at the worst part of your life when you've come through it and be grateful for it. But how do you, I, and I think the most transformative use for gratitude that I've ever had was actually when I was in the middle of it. And I realized that gratitude offered respite. It offered a break mm. and a breathing space amidst the pain and anguish and suffering that I was having at that time. And that yes. was for me, it was actually in recovery from addiction. So I couldn't sleep and, and I would be lying in bed just in pieces, you know, lonely and ashamed and overwhelmed with emotion because I'd been blocking it out with substances for so long. And, you know, the, the analogy was like you're in a speedboat and you, you fuel that speedboat with your addiction and then you stop the addiction, the boat stops and the, the wave of emotion and things you've been running away from behind the boat washes over the boat and sinks you. You know, that's kind yes. of the analogy of it. And when I was in that point of recovery, that was when gratitude saved me. That was the most powerful moment where at least when I was saying, well, I'm alive and I'm breathing and I have a roof above me because those things hadn't always been true. I was homeless for a time. You know, those things actually, that was a break from the thinking that was taking me out, you know. So yeah. that's the time when actually for me gratitude was the most transformative. Sorry if you've heard that before, listeners. I've shared it before. <laughs> oh, but this is a really, really important lesson and I hope that you keep sharing it and I hope people keep getting it because it, within that lesson is that you that, that we're not necessarily trying to be in the middle of all of that and thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing that. So, so in the middle of that, uh, you know, harrowing time, we can tend to beat ourselves up for not being grateful and that's not gratitude like it's not it's we're not about finding gratitude in the eye of the storm in the adversity itself we're about gratitude we find gratitude just wherever we can find it and bathe in that gratitude and and just don't try and do any more than what you just a little bit out of your comfort zone but just looking outside seeing the beautiful sky um just like you said, just grateful to be alive. Anything that we can find that is outside of the adversity is, is going to really give us the resilience to then go through it with a lot more strength and resilience. And that's one of the really key goals of gratitude, but it can get lost if we feel like we've got to go be grateful for our mother dying, grateful for our addiction. Like it's, it's, it's just not real it's fake, it's mm. it's forced and it's not accessible. So, yes. so gratitude gets a really bad rap when it's used like that. And so I've got this great passion of, in, in this chapter I wrote as well, this great passion to not, to make it really a lot more real for people. Mm. And it's similar to a mindfulness practice. It sounds very similar in a way to a mindfulness practice. How would you differentiate the two or are they the same things with different clothes on? <laughs> I get asked that question a lot. I, I think my, I think they really complement each other, mindfulness and gratitude. And if we're living a more mindful life, we can actually access gratitude much more deeply. 
but I have this notion of deep gratitude and gratitude, gratitude in, in its deeper, more complete form is, is and what makes it distinction from, distinctive from mindfulness, positive thinking, optimism, et cetera, hope, kindness, is that gratitude necessarily has this giving and receiving dimension to it. So when, when gratitude is about acknowledging what I have resist, received and being motivated to give back. So there is a receiver and there's a giver in gratitude. So it's highly relational. Mindfulness can be like that, but it, it, it's often very much a, a kind of internal individual yes. thing. And there are notions of gratitude which are just about I've been grateful for. I'm grateful for being alive, and 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 that's more an emotion. Whereas I'm I'm really on about social transformation, the the, the power of gratitude to change the world, to change right. environments, to change families, yes. and 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 so therefore I I invite my participants and readers into a different kind of gratitude, which is um, a relational one where I receive something from you and I'm motivated to give back. But also I don't have to do that in a reciprocal way. Like I might be grateful to be teaching at a particular school and I go to this. So, so I, I pay, give back by greeting the students with a heart of gratitude in the mornings. So it doesn't have to be tit for tat. Mm. But, but it's important for us to acknowledge that gratitude is an action. Gratitude becomes more complete when it goes from that I'm grateful to be alive into how am I going to act on that like what can how can I give back and then we have the true power of gratitude because it's actions and and it's connecting us to people and it's connecting us to the world and for example um, actions in trying to trying to save the environment because we're grateful for the environment that's where real action takes place that's where like it's not it's not enough to, to be grateful under the shower going oh I'm so grateful for the water if we turn off the water after two minutes, that's gratitude because we're acting on that gratitude because we're, we're, we're kind of acknowledging what we receive and we're, we're treating it preciously. Beautiful. And there's a dynamic lived element there. There's like it's, yes. it's not just a feeling, it's also a dynamic lived action yes. that results from the feeling and with the feeling and alongside the feeling. And yeah. I, it's funny you say that because a lot of the time I actually just advise people really simple actions like, go for a walk, hug a tree, you know, like go outside. And it sounds so paltry, but there is something actually powerful when you allow yourself to feel something like being in nature, something like the rain on your forehead as you walk home through a forest or, you know, like this, those small experiences can be deeply transformational if you allow yourself to relate and feel them. And I think from that place so many more actions are possible because the next time you see a tree being chopped down you'll feel it rather than just brush it off or think about it and i and i think there's an element here which we're sort of like an emotional embodied connection to things mm. that gratitude can help with and i think when we don't have emotional embodied connections with things it's very difficult to take kinder actions or to empathize or to take care of things like the environment you know if we don't have a relationship there and i think there's a part that gratitude plays in that a very important one yeah absolutely and and i also really want to come back to the power of gratitude 
as an emotion as well. Yeah. Like if, if you're going through a hard time, which we discussed just before, sometimes just feeling grateful is enough. So if we don't feel like acting on gratitude, doesn't mean like we're not experiencing gratitude. Absolutely. It's, just, it's just more that if we're going to talk about it more generally in terms of its true potential, yes. then yes. we can also think about it as an action. But we, sometimes we just need to fill our cup Absolutely. with that nurturing emotion of gratitude first. Yeah, and I do love the way that actually the giving of gratitude also is so enriching. Like I've noticed that so many times I will think a kind thought about someone in my life and I really do my best these days to say it out loud to that person. Beautiful. And it's like a big shift between, okay, I'm thinking I'm really grateful that person is my friend, what a beautiful friend, to saying that out loud. And now it's almost automatic, you know, like I'm always telling my friends how much I love them and appreciate them. <laughs> I wonder if they're sick of it. But um, <laughs> That's gorgeous. But, um, I'm quite effusive now, you know, and, and I think it's something that I've slowly over time just become completely normal for me to do that. And I have beautiful friends who do that too. And I love it so much, you know, ending a phone call with a friend was, I love you. You're such a good friend. When I talk to you, I feel, you know, blah, 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 or you're so good at blah, blah, blah. And it's a powerful moment. Mm. You know, it's like a parasympathetic moment or something as well yeah. with nervous systems talking to each other. I'm curious if you have like a favourite gratitude practice that you could share with us. Uh, well, you've just given a really lovely one of connecting with people and thanking them and acknowledge them in your life and just choosing one person each day to do that with and the difference that will make both to you and the other person. I I think gratitude in adversity is a really important one where if we're going through a hard time to really look for something we can be grateful for. I've developed a whole theory that a lot of educators and sports people apply, which is which embodies a practice called a state of preparedness. And a state of preparedness is very deep and profound, but very simple, where we think if we're, if we're thinking about going into a classroom, for example, or for example, in your with your audience, with your children about to come home, just to take a few moments to prepare our inner attitude of gratitude for their arrival and greetings. And, and so that, so I'll just go into greetings in a minute, but that state of preparedness is just stopping before before our day begins, before a meeting, before a, 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 a relationship um, encounter happens stopping for just a moment or two and thinking about what you're grateful for in the day ahead in the meeting ahead and and putting yourself into that as as a setting the tone of gratitude can make a really really big difference to the whole encounter that's incredible you are a white witch Kerry because that's, <laughs> that is really I mean what I see that as another way that I would look at that is that you are setting up a space with a certain mm. feeling. Yes. And that is kind of some kind of special um, energy magic, but I would also say it's power. It's like power. you're actually deciding, I have the power to transform this space by consciously moving in the direction of that feeling. So I will put myself in this particular state of preparedness, state is a great word, and that will set the tone for this space or place or experience that I will now come into. And people feel it. They feel it. They, they feel really, it. really feel it. And it makes a really big difference. It, it transforms yeah. classrooms. It, 
it changes schools and, and particularly if school principals adopt this, which I do a lot of work with. That's amazing. They just, they just notice that their whole school changes. So, so we put billions of dollars into new ICT, new buildings, new Australian curriculum, et cetera. <clears throat> but if we're missing the very basic connecting right. power <clears throat> of, right. and sustainable power of gratitude, we're missing a whole lot that that might not make all those things that we're putting a lot of money into That's actually right. take hold. Yes. So I also see it as you know tending the garden or preparing yes. the garden, which is why this whole notion of preparedness. Mm, and then my other my other practice that goes with that is greetings. So I don't think we do that enough. Yes. Uh, and and greeting with a heart of gratitude, like consciously greeting. So again, for your mothers uh, or parents of your audience, when when the, when the kids wake up in the morning, <clears throat> when they come back from school, yes. just warm stopping and warmly greeting them with that heart of "I'm so grateful for you to be in my life." You don't have to say it to them, but it's good if yes. you do. Yes, but that makes a big difference. That connectedness oh, through greetings is is a really big gratitude practice. Very powerful. Oh, Carrie, we're going to be such good friends. I'm really excited. <laughs> I hope so. I think so. <laughs> I seriously am so down with that. And, you know, you don't know this, but I'm also a teacher. So oh. it's really interesting. And I do remember I met a little while ago, um, I st we, we were leaving the country and our neighbours across the road graciously allowed us to stay with them for a couple of days because our house got packed into a container and sent off to Bath in England and we were homeless for a couple of days and they said, come stay with us. And her father visited from England actually and he had been a teacher his whole life. And at that point I had studied teaching not that long before. So I said to him, what's the magic special secret you want to share with me? I'm a new teacher, you're a teacher who spent your life perfecting the art. And he said, nothing matters but relationship. It's yeah. only relationship. Yeah. That's all it that's all it is. Yeah. And uh and it really stuck with me. I mean, I knew that anyway myself. I'm from a long line of teachers and and I really believed that in my heart. But just to hear it from someone, from a seasoned, experienced school principal, you know, that that was his one gem, I just found it so heartening. And I think you see that if, in really amazing teachers. I mean, I saw that in my most amazing teachers, right, yeah. is that it was connection and that's yep. what you're speaking to now. Yes, yes. And, and relationships without gratitude don't flourish. Right. So we can really establish a relationship very quickly by tapping into how the other person likes to receive gratitude because mm. it's really different to the way we, we may like to receive it. So we have to... We have to really get to build the relationship to know the person well enough to know how to express gratitude in a way that's meaningful to them. Amazing. Give and me so, a few different types. Oh, well, I'd love to give you an example from, uh, I've got a whole chapter in this book, uh, my new book on cross-cultural gratitude, and it highlights the fact that we need to get, it, that's, that's, that's the case with people from a similar culture but it multiplies with people from of course different cultures so the most respectful and deeper and quickest way we can get to know another person is to is to ask them how they like to express gratitude in their culture That's because gratitude gratitude weaves its way through so much of our day-to-day -day interactions that we don't even realize it that yes. the absence of it or the expression of it or the lack of expression of it um, makes a big difference to the relationship and so 
for example, in Indigenous Australian cultures, I've got an, an example there. They a, a, a lot of the a lot of the Indigenous people, not all of them, uh, don't have a word for gratitude because they don't see the need for it. Like they they have it already embedded in how they are in their inter so interconnectedness and and sharing. And so our our kind of overt need to say thank you, receive thank you, is kind of whitefellas business for them. Right, but that, so. that can be misinterpreted by a teacher working, a Western teacher working in the outback, for example, that can be misinterpreted as these people don't have gratitude, but actually they have gratitude really profoundly, but we need that, that teacher would have to come to know that culture not enough to know the way you might thank a, a, a student in your class mm. would be to go and find the elder who's responsible for that student and thank that elder for the, wow, for the efforts of that teacher. That's the respectful way to think in their culture. So right. don't get me going like that's that's like a really big, a it's really a fascinating big area. Yeah. But, but just on a day-to-day -day level, um, you know, you can be thanking your wife um, by, you know, taking them out for dinner, but all they really need to hear is I'm really grateful for you. They just need to hear it. They don't need mm. it. Like seeing it is not necessarily their their language of gratitude, like the language of love. It's like love languages. Yeah, that's yeah, what it's I like, was It's thinking. like, love, it's yeah. like lo love languages. Yes. So I think it's just really important to know that we're learning all the time um, yeah. and, and to really get out of our own heads and our own world to know, oh, okay, well, it's different for this person. I noticed that so, a little bit generationally as well. I think yes. the people that are my parents and grandparents, it was a little more action-based. You do gratitude. Yeah. It's like, why would you say it? It's not important what you say. It's yes. important what you do, you know. Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes I notice that there's a bit of a resistance if I say it. It's like, whatever, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Yeah. I don't care. Take, yeah, do yeah. do something for me. Show me. Yeah. Yeah. Watch the dishes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really interesting. Mm. And uh, I remember growing up, I never got birthday cards. And my mother always now gives me birthday cards because she got in trouble one year when I said, you've never given me a birthday card. <laughs> she doesn't care about birthday cards. She would want me to take her out to the theatre, you know. Yes. So it's a really, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah. What a fascinating thing that you do, Kerry. I know. It's so fascinating. I mean, and every, 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 every day is different. What know? a revelation. And <laughs> I feel like I could talk to you all day. I wonder if we could possibly schedule another one of these chats in a little while so we can keep going. I'm conscious sure. of, of our time today. We've already been talking for ages. Yes, and sure, I'm, sure. I love talking to you and I think the work you are doing is just so, so powerfully important and especially in education. That's amazing. Thank if we you. can, how can we spread the word? You know, like that's, I just want more people to know about it. Oh, well, you're doing that right now. So I thank you. That's what we're doing, isn't it? <laughs> this is my expression of gratitude for all those that have helped me is to share, is to share thank your you. wisdom and the wisdom of others in this yeah. way. So I'm, I'm humbled and honored to have you here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lana. All right. I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you. And that was the delightful Dr. Kerry Howes. If you have enjoyed this podcast that I produce and release for free, please like, share, subscribe and follow me on Instagram at Soul Mama Hub. <laughs>